Paul McCartney photographs, 1963 and 1964, Eyes of the Storm, is a book and originally a terrific exhibition in London at the National Portrait Gallery. We were there to walk through it with the uh, curator and also the head of collection displays, and you'll hear from Rosie Broadley in just a minute here. The uh, photos are Paul's own. He took them. And, of course, uh, this was the time that Beatlemania was just beginning. Never before seen images. And you kind of get an idea of what it was like to be a Beatle at the start of Beatlemania. And when we talked in London to uh, Rosie Broadley, I asked her to start by telling me how it was to work personally with Paul McCartney. It was a huge privilege and incredibly exciting and he was incredibly kind and generous with his time. I think because as he started to look through the photographs he realised how personal and how sort of they documented this kind of life-changing moment because he hadn't been looking at them for decades, he hadn't looked at them. And I think the process of going through them made him more and more enthusiastic about the project as it progressed and made him more invested so that when we were actually working on making the selection for example you know he wanted to sign everything off himself so we would go to his office and have all of the photographs sort of printed out and he'd talk about all of them and just being in the room while he's there talking about oh you know that's my friend John and we did this and that and like it's just unbelievable and I knew I that there would be people who would be killed to be in my shoes at that moment because it was all so fascinating and we've really tried with the exhibition to bring some of those anecdotes that he told us about you know why did you take that picture what was interesting about that shot we tried to bring that into the exhibition so that people could sort of share that experience that we had when we were working on the show so he's been really really closely involved and he's signed off on everything you know wall colors the frames it is very much Paul McCartney's baby, this exhibition. What did he do to make you feel comfortable and not nervous about working with him? And then tell me what you did to keep yourself from exploding. You know, he's he really, you know, he's he's not intimidating at all. He he comes and he's just like, hi, he's just very, very um He's not standoffish. You can tell he cares about people and he's interested in people. He's just, he, you know, he, he, re, he wanted to know about my, you know, my kids and, you know, he'd ask questions. So he wants to get to know the people that he's working with. And actually his team are fantastic and you can see from them and the way that they work together and they're collaborative and that is the type of person that he likes to work with and that reflects really well on him, I think, that they're, they are just generous, open-minded people. And it was really lovely that he he knows what he wants, and that was very clear. And I think we all, you know, respect his his decisions so much that we weren't, that, you know, we'd go, well, if Paul McCartney thinks that's the way it should be, who, who am I to argue? But he was also incredibly open to ideas. So we would say, well, what about this? I really like this one. And he'd be like, well, why do you like that photograph? And I would explain... You know, it may not seem to be the most dazzling picture, but I think it really shows 
something of that moment and he'd be like oh okay sure you know let's have it so there was a really there was a really healthy dialogue as well in making the exhibition and the part of you that's a Beatles fan how did you control yourself yeah I mean I am a Beatles fan but I think the good thing is that I've worked at the portrait gallery for a very long time and the portrait gallery specializes in portraits of people who have made a significant impact in British history and culture so I have had a few brushes with fame but nothing you know no one really matches Paul McCartney to be honest so I was really really nervous but yeah I mean he just really is obviously he's completely used to people being nervous in his presence so he has developed you know like the royal family techniques to put you at your ease and it it was very easy that's the curator of the exhibition rosie broadley in london at the national portrait gallery you can see the photos in the new book paul mccartney photographs 1963-64 eyes of the storm and that uh exhibit has traveled from the national portrait gallery in london to norfolk virginia it's at the chrysler museum of art through april 7th of this year more of our conversation coming up momentarily We are marking the 60 years since the beginning of the Beatles and British Invasion this month. Rosie Broadley of London's National Portrait Gallery helped Paul McCartney with his photos for a great exhibition, and it's now a book. And when we chatted with her in London, I asked her what uh, the main reaction was of people who have seen the exhibit of pictures, and uh, there there have been many, but I wanted to know if there was one she heard more than others. I think I was most surprised when people said that they found it really moving. I, I think the exhibition is very joyful, which is nice. It's quite refreshing for a show to just make you feel happy, because you can see how happy the people are in the photographs. Um, but people have come out and said that they felt really moved and I think there are two reasons for that one is that you see these incredibly young people having this extraordinary experience and we know now that this was a life-changing moment but also because it touches people very much personally particularly of a certain age where what happened in the 60s and finding out about the Beatles and you know it mirrors a lot of their own personal experiences and they're bringing their memories to what they're looking at. And so, you know, it's moving for that reason as well. It was such a momentous time, and these are so historic, it's hard to believe that Paul actually forgot about these photographs, didn't he? He forgot about the photographs, but I don't think he forgot about the time. You know, so the the time was so momentous that the fact that he had snapped some pictures while it was happening, that's what he forgot. He forgot that... You know, he had this camera in his hand for a few months, took some pictures and put them to one side. And I think we can understand that when we think about, oh, actually, you know, straight after the pictures that end the exhibition, which are in Miami, they went to film Hard Day's Night. Then they went back to America and did another tour. You know, other things were happening and, you know, the pictures were incidental, really. They now fill an exhibition and and have this kind of momentousness. But at the moment, they were just like some snaps of his friends. They didn't know, you know, what these pictures 
were going to mean in decades. So he just took these for himself at the time, didn't he? Yeah, 100%. No, he had no intention of sharing them. He was just trying out photography. He's really interested in photography. His brother um, was too and is, is a photographer. And so he got this brand new camera and it was a really high-end kind of Pentax. It was a brand new style of camera. And so he was fascinated by the technology and by taking pictures, but it wasn't it was just a fun thing to do. It's like a celebrity nowadays being given an, a brand new iPhone, you know, and taking photographs. But the difference is that on an analog camera, it's locked in the camera, and you only know what you've taken after you develop the pictures. And he did that, but he only developed them on contact sheets, which is where you can see every picture on a roll, and they're only like two inches wide but he never then made them into prints, probably because he was too busy. So there was no sense, like, I've taken a good picture, how does it look, oh, I'll delete that one, oh, I'll put that one on social media, I'll share it with lots of people. You know, there's nothing like that. These, these were purely for his own sort of pleasure and as a record. If you looked at these pictures and didn't know they were taken by Paul McCartney, if you assume it was a photographer, a professional photographer, they would still be incredible, wouldn't they? I think so for what they're documenting. But they definitely have... I mean, actually, you can see in the show him getting better as a photographer, I think. I think the photos in Miami, you know, look you know, like a professional photographer's. Um, he's also using excellent equipment, which gives the photographers, the photographs a bit of sort of an extra boost, I think. But he's working closely with photographers. There, there are professional photographers all around them at that time. And so he's learning tips from them. And also style. So they definitely have the quality of kind of documentary photography, kind of photojournalism, which was emerging at the same time. Uh, so he's he's you know taking all of that in he's obviously a complete sponge for kind of culture and visual culture everything and he's absorbing all of that and i think you can see that in the pictures they're definitely a lot better than any photos i would take for example and he does have this in his blood the photographer's blood doesn't he yeah i mean we we have a small section in the exhibition that looks a little bit at the legacy his his father was not a musician or a photographer but was very creative he he was a amateur musician but he basically really encouraged his sons they had a drum kit in the dining room his brother mike who was interested in photography used to develop their photographs in the bathroom sink and then hang them up in his bedroom to dry and this is in a tiny little house that they lived in so the house was full of creative enterprise but then as paul got famous he met linda mccartney who linda eastman who was a professional photographer and you know they bonded over that that a love of photography as well as other things obviously and then their daughter mary is a professional photographer so it is incredibly embedded in the mccartney family and this great show and the book all began really with a phone call from Paul McCartney to the National Portrait Gallery here in London, didn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure it was actually Paul who made the call, but he encouraged his people, his staff, um, to call the gallery because they thought that we might be interested in looking at some of these pictures and maybe doing something small, uh, you know, a small display, because we do big exhibitions, but we do little things as well, and maybe that would be the sort of thing. But when we, they kindly let us see the whole archive 
and we could see that there was something there that was much bigger than that and it, was, it wasn't just um, some interesting pictures of the Beatles it was also a historic narrative about a really important time in British and international culture um, and it was you know it, it just told this kind of amazing sense of transformation as well as travel you know it's, it's a credible journey basically Rosie, one more question. I know Paul makes people feel comfortable, and I know you have worked with many famous people, but how many days did it take you before you thought, it'll be okay if I tell Paul this, not, this isn't right, we have to do something else? Um, I st- would still feel nervous to do that, to be honest. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I, I would still, yeah not be that confident in saying that. <laughs> I would seek advice uh, from the people that work more closely with him before I would do that. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations on this terrific exhibit. Thank you so much. <laughs> London National Portrait Gallery curator Rosie Broadley.